Welcome to this week's Anglers Channel Insider Podcast, brought to you by Ranger Boats. Still building legends one at a time. Now here's your host, Chris Brown. Welcome, folks, to this week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, brought to you by Ranger Boats, powered by Mercury Marine, Shock to Life by Relyon Lithium Batteries. I'm Chris Brown, and uh, if you're hearing this, it's probably Thursday or Friday uh, of this week, April 29th or the 30th, and we are a couple of days late, a couple of dollars short. We had some audio issues with our initial podcast we did this week, so we're trying to get this one up and running. And um, let's just say it's been a week, so we'll put it to you that way. We've got a lot going on around here. Um, if you are playing the uh, Angler's Channel You Pick'em game, you have probably seen the website, seen the uh, the contest page, and seen where we ended up with regards to, uh, to that. The big shout-out to our winner, Dale McCollum, who came from behind to win uh, this week's not only this week's uh, game uh, for the last week of April, but also for the entire month. So Dale will be looking for a uh, an email from me shortly and be looking for your uh, trophy and your Yeti backpack to, uh, to arrive. If you haven't signed up yet or played, it's too late for the first week of May. But you can get involved and get back online uh, beginning Monday morning. You'll get an email or you can check the website and you can jump on and play the You Pick 'em game uh, under the contest tab. This month's winners will receive a brand new pair of Costa Fan Tail Pro sunglasses. They're brand new sitting here on my desk. They look great. They're a great pair of glasses. They're actually a green mirror lens with a wetlands matte uh, frame. They're really good looking. Um, too bad they're not my style or I would have kept them. But anyway, so they're up for grabs as well as a brand new Mammoth backpack cooler uh, from our friends at Mammoth Cooler. So uh, we got that coming as well. That's a brand new item from them. Almost five, $450, I believe, in prizes up for grabs uh, for the month of May. So don't worry if you missed week one. You can always jump back in on week two and play for the month of May uh, like our buddy Dale did. He played all month long, but he won three points in the final week. Uh, he hit one dead on the head uh, to win two points in that one, and then he scored a, another point in another event. And also, too, this month, beginning in May, we are doing a weekly winner. So we've got a Sportsman's Warehouse gift card going to the weekly winner. Uh, so not only can you win weekly, but you also win monthly. So monthly winners will get whatever the big grand prize is, as well as the ang the coveted Angler's Channel You Pick 'em trophy. So we got that coming as well. So you guys make sure you get uh, logged onto that. I don't have the circus with me tonight. Um, everybody was busy, and um, we're kind of scrambling to get to events this weekend. I'm getting ready to leave out and head to the college bass event up on Lake Cumberland and uh, shoot some photos and videos there. And so we're all just kind of scrambling a little bit this week. But um, I know I know what you're thinking. What a dumb bass. Yeah, that's me. So totally, uh, totally screwed that up this week. But we do have a great interview coming up with our buddy Keith Carson, your winner from the second ever event of the National Professional Fishing League. Keith went wire to wire on Wright Patman Lake 
to uh, take the win there. So excited for him. If you watched any live this past weekend, you saw for the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'll just be uh, I'll be honest. The good, obviously, Lee Livesey winning um, on Bass Live, winning the Elite Series event on Lake Fork. And we'll get into that a little more in next week's show. I've seen some emails. And uh, I've gotten some text messages with regards to the catchway release format that Bass did there and taking a page out of the MLF books. And I think that's crap. So they've been doing that for a long time there. And that's on fork. And that's a, that's a big, big time deal for them. So that's a, uh, that's a good deal. We'll talk more about that next week. <clears throat> and then, of course, Matt Becker winning on uh, Murray. That was a big win for him. Uh, so congratulations to him. Uh, but we really wanted to talk to to Keith this week on the NPFL. You know, we're trying to get to know those guys a little more. I think Al and the boys NPFL uh, are doing a great job this year. Their live is getting better. The weigh-ins are fantastic. And, uh, I mean, you've seen it in the fishing. I mean, uh, Keith goes wire to wire with a 25-pound bag on day one. Then I want to say like 22 or something the the, last, the second day, and then another 20-pound bag the third day. So a uh, great event for those guys. Um, so excited to welcome in Keith to this. Keith is also a winner of the Lay Lake Open last year for Bassmaster, so he is going to be going to the Bassmaster class. So we'll ask him about that as well. Uh, and then uh, then we'll go from there. So um, you guys just hang tight. Uh, it's going to be a short, abbreviated show, and we apologize. We'll have the circus back on next week, and uh, we'll get everything back rolling like we need to do. But um, you guys hang tight. We're going to be uh, right back with some commercials, and then we'll get Keith Karsten here and find out how he won the National Professional Fishing League event on Wright Patman right here on the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Hey Jason, what would you say your biggest fear is when you're out fishing? Hmm, Chris, um, let me see, probably stranded out in the middle of the lake? That's right, you know, that's everybody's biggest fear, Jason, not being able to get back to the ramp, especially in time for weigh-in during tournaments. But one thing that's really made the biggest difference for me, and that's switching to lithium batteries, and not just any lithium batteries, but rely on lithium batteries. Oh, Chris, how do you like those? Jason, they're great. Let me tell you, they allow me to spend more time on the water and are essential when it comes to starting and running my boat. They give me short charge times and more usable capacity, so I don't have any late-day voltage sags. Plus, they're stupid lightweight compared to lead acid, and they're practically maintenance-free. Really allows me to focus on my fishing instead of worrying about getting back to the ramp. Okay, okay, you talked me into it. Where can I get some Relyon batteries? Jason, you can visit relyonbattery.com slash anglers channel and use our special promo code anglers channel for 10% off your purchase. Did I mentioned they also offer fast and free shipping. You didn't, but even better. So hey, what are you waiting for? Get hooked on Rely on Lithium today. Turn up the heat with America's most innovative total performance fishing machines. With more best-in-class features, the Ranger Z Comanche series has taken all-out performance to even higher levels. Dare to dream and join a whole new level of leadership, the Ranger Z Comanche series. Still building legends, one at a time. 
Sportsman's Warehouse is your one-stop, convenient place to shop. Whether you're into camping, hunting, or fishing, our expert associates can help you find the gear you need. We carry a huge assortment of quality equipment from the best manufacturers in the country and around the world. We have guns, ammo, rods, and lures, not to mention every kind of outdoor clothing for the whole family. You can shop in one of our fully stocked stores or visit us online at sportsmanswarehouse.com. Visit Sportsman's Warehouse. Shop one of over 60 locations. Welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Segment brought to you by our friends at Pro Charging Systems. The future of marine charging systems is here. Find out more at dualpro.com. Excited to welcome in your winner from the second ever National Professional Fishing League event. All right, Pat Lake, Mr. Keith Carson. Bud, you've had a heck of a run here this year, hadn't you? Man, I can't believe it. It's like... You know, I just like keep going, and uh, every time I show up, you know, I've got a chance to uh, be in the top. Some somehow, some way, it just man, it just happens. Well, a 13th place finish at uh, Ufala, and then um, obviously the big win here, and going it went wire to wire on this deal. Let's talk a little bit about the lake because I've I've heard of it, never seen it. So, kind of give us the, you okay. know a little bit of background on the lake, and then uh, talk to us how you end up winning this thing. Yeah, so uh, Wright Patman, you know, I had never seen it before this week uh, either, and there's nothing, no information you can find on it on the internet. Uh, no, no tournaments had really ever gone there besides local stuff. Um, and it's a lake where the water fluctuates a lot each year, up and down. Um, so there's no houses on it, no, no docks. It's just lined with bushes and brush, and it reminds me of what a lake in Florida may have been like, you know, a hundred years ago or something. Sure. Um, and, uh, and so it was, it really like brought me back in time and, um, you know, it's just an awesome fisher. There's bushes everywhere, stump fields offshore. Our water was really dirty when we were there because I think the snow was melting. And, and so we had a lot of runoffs up North and that was just creating dirty, cold water. Um, so for me, it was a shallow deal up in the bushes, flipping, chatterbaiting, you know that that was the deal. Is this a is this a river run lake? I mean, what's what runs into this lake? Um, I think Lake of the Pines connects to it, which I've never been there either. Okay. Um, th- right. this is my first time ever fishing in Texas. Okay. All right. So and, yeah, and so I mean, one for one, that's pretty good. So yeah, yeah, yeah I know. And the next <laughs> one's uh, the classic on Ray Roberts. So well, I was <laughs> I was going to get to that as well, okay, um, okay. A, a, as well. But twenty five pounds on the on first day, then twenty two four for day two, twenty pounds six ounces for day three for sixty seven ten for the win. Let's talk a little bit about obviously you're you're flipping bushes. I mean, if you've got bushes mm-hmm. like that, surely you're you're flipping them. So talk a little bit about technique patterns, what you were doing, how you were doing it. All right. So, um, you know, going into this tournament, I, uh, yeah, I wasn't exactly sure how I was going to catch them. When I, when I put the boat in the water, I started my practice up river. I, I, you know, I thought, Hey, I'm going to go find some ponds, you know, that I'll have all to myself. And when I went up there, the water was 56 degrees and the, 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 um, the water level was falling fast. And so these ponds that were so difficult to get into, you know, I'm just thinking to myself, Hey, this water is going to fall three feet by next week. You know, it's only going to get more difficult. So I bailed on that in three hours. I said, I'm done. I'm going down by the dam. I'm going to, you know, figure out something down there. So sure. I put my boat in, put the trolling motor in. I see the temperature is 65 degrees. It's almost 10 degrees warmer down wow. by the dam. 
So immediately I was like, all right, this is spawning temperature, you know, somewhere in, you know, they, they like to spawn in from 60 to 70 degrees. And, uh, so immediately I was like, oh yeah, they're going to be spawning. So I got up in the bushes, um, you know, and dialed that in. Okay. Looking at the map, I mean, this lake looks to be pretty good sized body of water. Yeah, it is. It's, um, it's, uh, geez, let's say, I, I would say it's maybe a little bigger than Lake Toho or, um, you know, it's a good size lake, but it has a lot of arms and a lot of creeks and stuff. So, so we were able to spread out, you know, a fair amount. Um, and some guys got on, got on their own stuff. Uh, it wasn't me. I was, I was navigating around a lot of boats throughout the tournament, but <laughs> sure. Sure. Well, yeah. I mean, 110 boats, I believe in the MPFL, that's a little different than your, uh, your win at Lay Lake with 200 and some odd boats in the, uh, open there, wasn't it? Oh my gosh, man. Tell me about it. You know, fishing against 110 guys is so much different than fishing against, you know, over a 200 boat field um, in, in so many ways. And, uh, you know, I mean, I love it. I love it. I don't ever want to fish against more than 150 guys. And, and it's not that it's not that I'm scared of the competition or, or anything like that. It's just about, you know, just trying to put your boat in, in the morning, it takes an hour, you know, it takes hours to get out. It's, you know, it's just so long. And, and this MPF, NPF L deal, uh, it's awesome because as soon as you come back through check-in, the first thing you do is put your boat on the trailer. Right. You know, there's t- tons of places to park your boat, tons of pull-up, because the guys in flights prior to you, they've already pulled their boats out. Uh, they've got an awesome setup. It's, uh, it's you know, like nothing I've ever fished before. When um, when this deal was announced, I mean, how quick did it did it take for you to kind of jump on board with, with these guys? Uh, I jumped on – so it was actually uh, my buddy John Cox called. And he said, Hey, he says, I heard about this new tour. Somebody told him I was actually fishing at Lake Hartwell at the time I was uh, fishing the Ray Scott national championship, mm-hmm. which was previously supposed to be in April of 2020 and was rescheduled to November of 2020 due to COVID. Right. So I was fishing there and he called and he's like, Hey, I heard about this new deal. It's a tour, you know, it's like $5,000 entry. It's you know going to be like the elite. It's going to be like, you know, pro circuit and BPT and all that. He's like, you should look into it. And I said, oh, yeah, okay, no problem. And then I fished the tournament a week later. He's like, what'd you think about it? I said, dude, I never even looked, you know, I forgot. He said, look at it, look at it. I said, okay, okay. So I looked at it and uh, right away, I loved it. I put in an application right then. And I think the same night, if not the next day, if not the same night, Brad Fuller, the tournament director called me and, uh, and I signed up. Now, when I signed up, this was before I won lay late. Right. So this was in November, you know, so I signed up and I was all in and, uh, you know, and then, you know, and then I, then I won lay and, you know, things just, things are just starting to come together these past six months. So the John Cox you're referring to, is this the John Cox or the John yeah. Cox? Cause there's two, I know yeah. you know that. Yeah. So I mean, is this, yeah. is this the one that's fishing 900 tournaments this year or the one that's fishing 10? So it's the one that's fishing 900 tournaments <laughs> this year. Yeah. <laughs> now, correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't you using his old boat? Right. Right. Yeah. So I, I've got, I've got a, uh, a new Crestliner on the way Okay. and, uh, and it's, uh, you know, due to COVID and stuff, uh, things are backed up. So I should be here soon, but in the meantime, John's like, well, you know, you can use my, uh, my 2020 model and borrow that and, uh, you know, get you through until the new one comes. So, you know, I'm real fortunate to have him as a friend to, to help me out. Well, I mean, you're, you're one for one in Texas in that boat. I mean, do you just take that on to Ray Roberts for the classic? 
what man that's kind of what i'm thinking you know i'm kind of thinking that maybe i should just take it that take it out there to texas and, and you know see if it can uh, produce another win i'm sure it's got more in it it's a it seems like a real lucky boat absolutely absolutely yeah. well looking at the uh it, it, like the past few events it's like you are the looks like it's the fifth aluminum boat or tin boat to win in a row because you really? won you won before Livesey and Becker won FLW yeah. and the Elite. So it was Gussie and the Lund and Sukup and Lowen and Christie and the Express. And then you won out of a Crestliner. So that's five in a row wow. in, in big tournaments. I mean, that's pretty impressive. I had no idea that you just told me that. And that and that is impressive. It's um, you know, I think guys are starting to come around. They're starting to learn. You know, John John was the first one to start the aluminum, as far as I know. And and he actually, the first tour tournament he ever won was Red River in 2011. Right. And he won that out of my Crestliner. At the time, he was running a Triton. <laughs> and 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 he, he's like, hey, dude, we're going to Red River. There's a lot of stumps here. You think I could bring your Crestliner? You know, it might come in handy jumping the logs. And I was like, sure. So I drove it, drove it up there. You know, it had a 17-foot with a 75 on it. And he won the tournament out of it. And right then, we learned, like, there is a place for this, you know? Sure. And at the time, of course, everyone's making fun of him. What's this guy doing? You know, it was like a, you know, uncharted territory, but now fast forward 10 years, here we are, you know, it's like this boat is so stealth. Like when I was fishing here on, on right Patman, there's laydowns, there's stumps, there's wood everywhere. And where, when I go down the bank and I run into like a little stump, I can pull my trolling motor up and just go right over it. And just most of the time drift over it. Or if I get stuck, you know, I'll rock the boat a little bit or sure. fall off and you keep going. And I noticed in practice and throughout the tournament, guys that had fiberglass boats, one, they didn't want to, you know, ding it or mess it up. It's, you know, such a nice boat. But two, they uh, they they couldn't navigate through the structure the same way I could because their boat would actually get stuck right. on these laydowns. And so I was fishing so much more efficiently than they were so much faster. I could get in closer to the cover. I could flip, make better flips, more accurate flips, and you know, reach the stocks of the of the uh, bushes. Uh, it just, you know, the aluminum. It's um, it's kind of like a no brainer. You know, you're getting you're getting a boat that fishes better than a fiberglass for half the price. And what do you lose? You know, a ten miles hour top end. Right. So you know, if 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 the, if your priority is going fast, then you're you know you're on you're not on fish to win a tournament, <laughs> anyways. You know. <laughs> well, that is true. So, that is yeah. true. So, um, let's see, fifty thousand dollars for the win, wire to wire in this deal. I mean, dude, that's got to feel good. Yeah, gosh, that helps so much, man. You know, and uh, the, the fifty grand's awesome. So you know that'll. I got ten grand at uh, Ufala and fifty here. So that's sixty in the last two tournaments, which covers all my entry fees for the next two years for the MPF NPFL. Wow. You know, so that's nice and. Uh, and, uh, you know, I just learned, um, I just learned what wire to wire actually meant this tournament. <laughs> and I didn't, I never knew. I was like, what is that? And, uh, I Googled it and it said that it was originally a term from horse racing okay. where they would run, they would start across a wire. And then the, tr the horse that was out front, if it crossed the wire first again, that was where that term came from wire to wire. Okay. So, yeah. So that, so then I guess, you know, makes sense. You know, I led so in day just... one and close the day three we're just full of knowledge here on the angler channel yeah. insider podcast i mean we're all learning something new i had no idea that's what that meant but i appreciate i mean i mean where that came from but i that's that's pretty cool all right who's got yeah. questions from the peanut gallery here i know i know somebody does over here 
Not everybody. My question was already answered. You answered it already. What was the question? If you were going to fish out of John Cox's boat at the classic. And I think that's a definite. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think you kind of have to at this point. I, I know, you know what, to be honest, I'm probably going to fish out of my, uh, the new one that's coming. Uh, is, uh, yeah, I hear you. Yeah. I think that's some bad juju. I think I'm going to have to give you some crystals if you do that. All right. Yeah, I hear you. Well, uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll talk to John and, you know, we'll get something figured out here. I, I, I feel but, like uh, he, I feel like it'd probably be a yes, but he's fishing that tournament too. So he may not want you to. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He might be like, start with the new boat. Let's see if it has good or bad luck. That's right. See what happens there. So, David, what you got? Well, since we're on the topic of boats, I know that John is running a bigger model crestliner this year. Are you? Is that what you're also running for the new boat, or are you running that smaller one like that you're currently running uh, with John's old boat? Um, So my new boat will be the the bigger model. It's going to be the MX-21 with the 250. Okay. Yeah, so it is. Uh, it is a larger boat. Um, it's uh, it handles the waves better and stuff. And and you know we're going to decide this year. Um, you know if is that the route we want to go or do we want to go back to like the nineteen with the one fifty? Because um, that was where we started. You know we started off with those nineteen with the one fifty, eighteen yes. with one fifty, and um, had a lot of success with those boats. And and they definitely have a place in the tournament fishing world as well. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Kenneth, what you got? Well, you know, in, in listening to you and talking about John Cox, I've noticed you even have John's laugh. A lot of a lot of the way you talk sounds a lot like John. Yeah, I'm well, curious <laughs> if your fishing style matches John's. I mean, are you are, are you really a shallow water guy? Could you fish without electronics and be very comfortable? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, without a doubt. John and I. So we grew up. Uh, so a little background about us, if you got, for those of you who don't know, uh, so John and I grew up two streets apart from each other and, um, you know, John's a year older than me. I'm 34, he's 35. So yeah, he was always a year ahead of me in school. Um, but once we hit around age 12, 13, you know, we started fishing together. We started doing John boat club tournaments, uh, you know, small local stuff. And we would each ride our bikes to the end of our streets. And at the end of our streets, we had a state park called Gemini Springs state park here in DeBerry, Florida. And that's where we began our, our fishing careers, basically, you know, learning how to fish. And no one in his family fished and no one in my family fished. So no one we didn't have anyone who who uh, persuaded us to fish a certain way or anything. And we were the door was wide open. The possibilities were endless and our minds just raced with, you know, options of how to catch them. And and looking back, that was like an essential key for us to learn our way and how we do it. And so John and I, you know, learned how to fish shallow, extremely shallow. We never had depth finders until, gosh, I mean, probably sometime in our twenties. We just never even fished with them. We'd memorize how to get places, you know, and things and such like that. Um, But to, you know, again, to answer your question, yeah, I, I am a shallow water guy. Uh, I I love, I love shallow. I'm, um, uh, even getting to the point where like I'll unplug the sonar and not even plug it in when I'm shallow. I think that that pinging, you know, I think that like forward facing sonar, the fish are going to get smart. They're going to hear that pinging coming offshore and they're going to adapt and like stop biting. Sure. Um, these fish are extremely smart. The, the more and more I fish for them, the more I realize that, uh, these aren't dumb fish with small brains. They're they're They've adapted through thousands of years and, and they're going to continue to adapt, you know, even to our technology. 
Yeah, we, we've seen that with fishing techniques. I mean, in a lot of cases, something will be hot for a little while, but it eventually burns out. And I think that's the case. The mm-hmm. fish just get conditioned to that. They either change their pattern or they change something where that doesn't happen to them anymore. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you. You know, it's uh, and it changes quickly, too. And it's it's really uh, mind blowing how quickly the entire group of fish can change like in a lake or a body of water um, and, and adapt to, to conditions that quickly. Very cool. Now, I know you're just two tournaments in the NPFL, and and obviously you've won one, so you're a little skewed now on your thought process of it. But, I mean, is it it so far living up to the expectations that that Al and the guys kind of put in place, you know, over the last 13, 14 months of building this thing? Yeah, it's uh, it's actually beyond my expectations. You know, um, when I first started – um, so like, again, like with a trailered way in before the first tournament, I was thinking this is going to be a nightmare. Let me just be honest. <laughs> you know, I was, like, we all did the, the few trailered way ins that I've done are like the bass opens and things like that. And that's only during the top 12 cut. Right. And those are, um, oh geez, you know, Sebastian does a great job, but but those are with those 12 guys, it's like, oh, well, he doesn't have a Toyota. We got to swap this truck. We got it. And it's like, guys, why is it, you know, so tough to get 12 votes through. Right. And so I thought it was going to be an absolute disaster. And it is the opposite. It's it's freaking awesome. And like I said, from an angler perspective, you come back and uh, the first thing you do is go get your truck. You leave your fish in the live well. One of my worst fears is always having fish jump out of the live well in the water while the boat's in the water or jumping out of the bag, walking down the dock, all those fears go away. Cause my fish, my levels don't open until, right. you know, my boat's on the trailer. Um, but again, coming back, you get your boat. There's plenty of places to park the boat because previous flights have already left. Uh, you know, there's, there's just so much. And, um, these people really treat us like family. Uh, we're getting to know them. I I've known, I've gotten to know Brad Fuller and Al McCullough and all those guys better than, um, I've ever known any other tournament director in 17 years of fishing. Yeah. So I'm impressed. That's awesome. The, the least the full field fishing, the final day, like it, don't like it. Don't care. Um, it's, uh, I think it needs some adjustment. Um, I don't think the full field should fish. I, I think that, I think that, so, so let's say, so 36th place gets a check, right? A guy beyond, 75th place probably has next to no chance to getting that check unless you were to go out and bust a 30 pound bag or some crazy number. Right. Right. Um, I think that, I think we should drop the bottom 50 or drop the bottom 40. Um, at, at this point, you know, I just feel like, you know, that, that third day it's a long way in, you know, and some of those guys, you know, they're, they're demoralized if they've had a bad first two days and stuff and they want to, don't want to even be there. And on top of that, um, that's, that's 40 or 50 more boats that are potentially affecting me who is leading at that tournament or, or just other guys, you know? Sure. Um, so, so yeah, right now this, at this point, I think that third day we should drop the bottom 50 and then just, you know, have top 75 or something. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was curious how, curious what your thoughts were on that. I know for, for all of us, it just seems like, you know, kind of the same thing. I mean, you, you're all fishing for something, but if you're 80th, 
are you re- do you really have a shot at that win? You know, and you're just fishing mm-hmm. for a check. Are you going to get in the way of of the guys leading? You know, or the guys that actually have a potential uh, shot at at winning one of these deals? And um, I mean, because you and Sukup, I mean, I don't I don't know that John went wire to wire in the first one, but I mean, you guys have just dominated in these two these last two events. Yeah, gosh, we've been lucky. You know, he's he is uh, the opposite of me. He is a complete live scope fanatic, loves electronics. Uh, one, you fall on it. Um, you know, he uh, uh, he'll live and die by the graph. And and I, you know, and I don't I live and die shallow and and visually. I like to fish visually. What can I see? What can I cast to? You know, I'm, um, I'm like a master caster and flipping, uh, um, like, you know, controlling the boat and stuff like that. That's my specialty. Okay. All right. Very cool. Well, let's look ahead to, uh, I know you've got another event coming up here in about 35 days or so, but then you go from there to the classic on Ray Roberts and you gotta be looking forward to that. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm so excited. You know, I'm the type of guy that always said I was never going to go to the classic until I was in it. And so here I am, I've never been as a spectator. And so, you know, the, I've told a few people this and they're like, Oh, you should have gone. You should have oh, at yeah. least gone as a spectator. Cause they're like, you know, it's your focus is going to be so poor because you know, there's just so much going on. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I talked to a, a guy today and he's just like, you know, just, just, uh, try to act like it's not a big deal and stay as focused as you can. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Oh, okay, great. Sounds easy. Just another fishing yeah. tournament. It's all it is. So right, just, right. just another yeah. fishing tournament. So I'm well, excited to see you there for that event. Guys, what else you got? So, well, the next event is what? Not too far from your home place. So is it safe to say that we might have to pick you as the first back-to-back winner for NPFO? Oh, you know what? June is uh, – so Harris is – I love Harris. It's a great place to fish. Um, but that is a very tough time of year. Um, you know, we're going to have an abundance of grass offshore and shallow. And, man, anyone can win that one. Um, my goal as of right now is to, is to cash a check just cash a check in every tournament, you know, make sure I'm in that top 25 at the end of the year to go to the championship. Um, but you never know. Don't, don't ever count me out. Cause you know, if I, uh, if I could somehow figure something out or get dialed, you know, then, then I just, you know, then it, I just catch them. All right, Kenneth. So I, I got one last question. Um, I need you to, you know, you can spill the beans here and be truthful about it. <laughs> Who really is a better fisherman between you and John Cox? Oh man, <laughs> I, John says it's me, and I th- I say it's him. Uh, you know, I I really John, in my opinion, John is the best fisherman in the world. Like I I truly genuinely believe that. Um, you know, I I fish co angler a lot. I started on co angler more. John went straight to pro side. Uh, he he really had that vision. Um, and more, and, you know, where I was maybe lacking that self-confidence to go into the front of the boat as quickly as he did. And, uh, and man, you know, when I started fishing co-angler and started drawing, uh, some big name guys at the end of the day, I'd come back and I'm like, John, you're better than this guy. You're better than that guy. Like I fished him. I was like, yeah, that was when I really, truly realized like he is, he's definitely one of the top, top two or three guys out there. Yeah. Well, we certainly we certainly know what he has done to this point, but I think you're just now starting your yeah. journey. So, so we'll see as time goes along. Right. Yeah. Hopefully, I can keep this ball rolling. I'm off to a 
you know, geez, I mean, I can't believe how fast things are happening. You know, first year in the opens, I win one for, you know, first year MPFL win the second one. So, uh, you know, I hope it's not beginner's luck. <laughs> so. I, I, uh, I, I highly doubt that for sure. So for sure. Well, by looking forward to seeing how you do on Harris chain and definitely looking forward to uh, shaking your hand and Ray Roberts, the classic. Thanks so much for your time tonight and, uh, dude, just good luck. Look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks so much, guys. I appreciate you having me. Yes, sir. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. See ya. Well, guys, there he is. Keith Carson, your NPFL winner from Wright Patman Lake. Wright Patman sounds like a place we need to go, Kenneth. Let's go. All right. We can go there and then fourth and OH Ivy. How's that? You do not have to twist my arm. Let's okay. go. Well, Let's good. go tomorrow. Good. Well, you got the boat. I don't. So we'll have to. We'll have to take hey. your boat. We'll go. So the the rely on batteries are ready. Let's go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, we'll take a quick little break. When we come back. We'll uh, do the coast countdown to blast off. Talk a few news and notes, and get you guys back on the water right here on the Anglers Channel Insider Podcast. Whether day or night, I love to tie one on. Every day of the week, I like to tie one on. I don't care who's looking, I always tie one on. Every time I go on the water, I love to tie one on. You may not know this about me, but every once in a while, I've been known to tie one on. Come on, man. Join the Stray King team. All you got to do, tie one on. (laughs) I think I always tie one on. From dawn to midday to dusk, the sun's rays dance across the water and the sparkling light beckons. The abundant shorelines invite you to play or sail or simply behold. This is where champions fish and families gather to unwind. It's Lake Hartwell and Anderson is the gateway to its wonders. Walk on a pier, float all day, and restore your soul in this beautiful oasis. Visit Anderson, South Carolina's bright spot. Discover more at visitanderson.com and visitlakehartwell.com. Fishermen, we love having gear that lets us spend more time on the water. But what happens when your battery dies and you can't make it back to the ramp? Well, eliminate your fear with Rely On Lithium Batteries. These batteries are essential when starting and running your boat. They offer shorter charge times and more usable capacity without any late-day voltage sag. They're also incredibly lightweight compared to lead-acid batteries and are practically maintenance-free. Rely On Batteries lets you focus on your next big catch so you can make it back to the ramp in time for weigh-in. Learn more at relyonbattery.com slash anglerschannel and use our special promo code anglerschannel for 10% off. That's relyonbattery.com slash anglerschannel for 10% off using the code anglerschannel at checkout. What are you waiting for? Get hooked on Rely On Lithium today. Welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, the closing segment of the show. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the interview with Keith Carson. Great dude. Um, and definitely riding a good juju there with um, uh, with that boat from John Cox. So uh, I would I would love to hear your thoughts on if he's going to take that uh, that boat to the Classic or not. If he, if he doesn't, he's a fool. I think he's got to take it. But, uh, of course, you can always chime in. Let us know your thoughts. X-Zone Hotline, 256-535-3217. We'd love to hear more about it. Got a lot of text, a lot of emails last week uh, from you guys. Um, really appreciate uh, uh, our good buddy Burl. Jumped up into the top three 
of his uh, of his podcast list there. So, uh, bro, we appreciate that. Glad we could be of service to you, and uh, we appreciate you for listening, obviously, uh, to this uh, absolutely crazy show. So, um, like I said earlier in the in the opening of the show, if you've not checked the you pickums um, for the winners for April, do so. They're on the website right now. You can check that out, and then um, beginning on Monday morning, the third. You can get your picks in for May week number two. Remember, the earlier you get your picks in, the better chance you have at winning a Sportsman's Warehouse gift card each week. Because if we have a tie like we normally do uh, at the end of the week, um, then what will happen is, is we go back to the timestamps on the emails. And then that determines the winner. So the earlier you get your picks in, the better off you are. So be looking for that email Monday mornings. Get your picks in early and uh, get ready to go. This has been a big hit for us. Uh, we've had a lot of fun doing it. And um, like I said, if you don't have your picks in just yet, or if you have, if you didn't get your picks in for May, for the first week of May, you know, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. That's right. Don't worry about it, sweetheart, because you can still get in and play um, like our buddy Dale McCullum did, got in on the last week of, uh, of April and ended up taking home the grand prize, the trophy in that Yeti backpack. So, like I said, coming up this week, the uh, or this month, rather, for May, the um, – sorry, the Costa Fantail Pros and the, um, the Mammoth Backpack Cooler. So, make sure you get signed up on that. So, that'll be, that'll be great. Um, like I said, again, you can always check us out online at anglerschannel.com, on all of our social channels as well. Uh, next week, we'll be back with the full gang and uh, have everybody here and be rocking and rolling. If you missed the rookie podcast from last week, got to give a big shout out to our buddy David Jong. He took over the rookie pod for us and interviewed Kenta Kamura. I think, I think David's going to be known as the international rookie podcast host from now on. Um, not take away from Jason, but the uh, he interviewed uh, rookie Bassmaster, at least here's rookie Kenta Kamura, who had a great first day at Fork. And then kind of fell down from there. So, but um, yeah, make sure you check that out. That was a great episode. And make sure you subscribe, rate, and review those shows. We would greatly appreciate it. So, well, folks, probably the shortest Angler's Channel Insider podcast ever. Um, we apologize for the sound issues, apologize for uh, being a couple of days late on this, but glad we got to have Keith Karsten on the show. Glad you guys got to hear that, and uh, would love to know your thoughts on this past weekend's um, festivities between Bassmaster Elite Series, the MLF Pro Circuit on Murray, and then, of course, the TNPFL on Texarkana. So, uh, 256-535-3217, the X-Zone Hotline, brought to you by X-Zone Lures. Find out why Brandon Polinick, Carl Jacobson, and more rely on X-Zone to, uh, to help put them in the winter circle uh, each and every week. So, guys, on behalf of the, uh, the Angler Channel Circus for TNPFL Angler and Champ, Mr. Keith Carson, I'm Chris Brown. And as always, God bless, good fishing, wear your damn face mask, buckle that damn life jacket. Thanks for listening to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, your number one tournament resource. 